Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Geek Town Radio. This week I have with me... Ross! Amazing. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, the highlight of my month is when I hear that noise. <laughs> how are you, Dave? All right, how are you? I'm very well, very well indeed. Good. What, what have you been up to recently? Well, uh, I've got a week off, Dave, so yes. I've got a lot of time on my hands to other do than, nothing with other than starting a new job yes <laughs> yeah don't worry about that that's, that's the story about um i've been playing a lot of fallout again did i say this last month fallout's taken over i don't know where it's come back and now yeah. it's it's my life forever now are you uh, playing are you playing the dlc because i well, haven't started I, any of that i downloaded um what was the first big one far harbor and then i thought oh well i'll just do this thing before i start that and then oh, i'll just do this quick thing and then then i'll start the deals oh but i'll just do and now I'm, i just keep starting new stuff and not, <laughs> not not getting around to it but i will start the dlc at some point Always maybe this way. week yeah yeah which is good i think that that's great in a game like this that i that i still want to i still want to do the dlc but i still want to do things before i do the dlc yeah i'm not like ugh. even though at the start i was like ugh. Yeah. Now, now I'm more into it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get back into doing that because yeah. I haven't good, done good, any good. of the DLC. I haven't done any of the DLC yet. So good, good. Also, uh, this week watched a lot of TV, a lot of new TVs. Come on, yes. Um, I've been watching Cold Feet on ITV. Have you seen this? I haven't watched it. No. Now you're too young to to have yes. seen the original. Yeah. I thought you might. Have you seen the original? Uh, I've seen some of the original long, long time ago. Yeah. I'm told it was very good. But, yes. Uh, new Cold Feet is excellent. It yeah. might be one of the best things I've watched this year. It's oh, really, okay. really good. It's really sort of, it's it's funny and it's quite uh, entertaining, but it's also, it has its he- very heavy points. It's, yeah. it's quite, you know, dark in places. It's really good. Um, and we're only like four episodes in, so it's worth a watch. I might go back and see if I can catch up on that. Sure. So we started a couple of new things uh, yesterday because we, uh, my partner and I both had the day off, so we spent had a Netflix day. We watched the first, uh, I think we watched the first three Luke Cages cool yeah very what? good very good luke cage yeah uh i think that um it's quite refreshing although i'm a little bit worried about it because we're three episodes in and at this point i mean you can't shoot the guy so what's what, <laughs> where does where does the conflict come in that because, it, it comes it comes don't worry oh good <laughs> because daredevil yeah he's blind and he can hear you through a wall or whatever but you could shoot him in the face and he'd be dead yeah whereas yeah. this guy it's like so what do you do against that what do you put up to as yeah. a barrier yeah it does come don't worry <laughs> we've also been watching uh this might be a little bit out there we've been watching uh, a tv show called easy on netflix 
Oh, yeah, this? I, I've seen it. I haven't watched it. What, what do you so think? So this is, this is a series of, of sort of half an hour mini films, I guess, about relationships and about people in relationships and what they're, and the different, you know, yeah. um, different types of people. And the, the, the first two were really good. They were really funny. They're a little bit, I'll be honest, there's a lot of sex. Like, <laughs> you know, when you watch something, you think, oh, it's a little bit on the nose now. This is a bit too much sex. Like, you know, it's, it, I'd rather it were like tastefully implied rather yeah, than, yeah. you know. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there a lot. Yeah. Um, what else? We went to the cinema to see the new Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. How's that? That's a good movie. It's solid. Uh, it's not winning any awards, I imagine. Maybe costume things or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, it, but, it's, but it's really good. Uh, I'm a fan of the original. I like a Western. Uh, it's really good. You spoke, Chris, to the, spoke to the composer of that a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah? yeah nice yeah. guy? Yeah, lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. Chris, um, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris, no, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yes, is is excellent in it. Denzel's always risking money. Yeah, um, you know who's really good, Vincent D'Onofrio, because I've yeah. only really seen him as uh, Fisk and yeah, a couple yeah. of other, couple of other little bits, but he was really, really good. Yeah, um, yeah, that's Great good. Actor. And then uh, also yesterday or the day before. The new episode of Telltale's Batman game. Oh yes, I haven't played that yet. Gonna get around to it, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really good. This this episode, we should do like a spoiler cast when it's all out. But this episode was really good. There's sort of a decision that you have to make, and you think there's no reason you should make this one decision this one way. So there's A and B. There's no yeah. reason you should choose A. It doesn't make sense to choose A. But if you chose A, that makes sense from a narrative perspective, knowing what. You already know about Batman and things. Right. A yeah. makes sense. But there's no you you'll see when you play it, and I'm sure if people listening have played it, there's no nothing inside you from the game makes you think, yeah, I'll pick that one, that one sense. <laughs> right. Okay. You know what I mean? But we, which I don't know if that's good or bad, because it's nice that it shows that um because it's gonna sort of subvert the universe of Batman. It's it's gonna a, yeah, separates the lot. fans from from the people that are just playing through the game, I guess. Yeah, which and I think it's good to say, oh well, what if this thing didn't like? For example, it would be like like if if you could say, oh, what if Bruce's parents didn't get shot or whatever? Right. It's, yeah. yeah. It's that scale of of, okay. of a, a thing that happens. Um, but I mean, it's it's handled really well, and I'll be in, I'll be interested going forward, like I say, in what changes that has to the other people. And to to what happens with the narrative because you know these Telltale games, yeah, yeah. They can, anything could happen now. Yeah, so yes, that's really good. Uh, I think that only came out uh, about a week ago. And this Friday, Mafia Three comes out. Yes, that now, I am I looking forward to. We've talked about this a bit, Dave. Yeah, we're, I think we're both fans of the first two. Yes, uh, and yeah, it's looking really good. If a bit bloodthirsty, but that's fine. Yeah, um, I I saw some video footage at it of it at EGX. Yeah, um, slightly concerned they didn't have anything playable given that, that it's coming out <laughs> this like week. week. <laughs> yeah, and EGX was like two weeks ago, so you know <laughs> that that was slightly worrying. But um, we'll we'll see we'll see how yeah. how it yeah. is. But I am I am very much looking forward to that. Yeah. The footage. Well, the f- looks gorgeous definitely um, and the soundtrack looks great yeah Got pre-order on yeah, yeah I've, so- i caved and pre-ordered it and i wasn't going to but <laughs> <laughs> but you were really i think we all know yeah i think that's it i think that's it for me oh i did watch um the last the i watched the end of uh firefly and then serenity as well good oh, yes. wrap, wrapped it all up nice and neat good 
Yeah. The, the thing I love about Serenity is the opening two minutes of Serenity is like a masterclass in how to compress a plot. Yeah, into like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. amazing piece of work. But yeah, the, the movie's fantastic as well. And it does, it wraps things up fairly well. And there's comic books you can go to now as well. So, so there are a few comic books if you want to kind of get on that bandwagon as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, busy week. Good. Busy week. <laughs> um, I have been watching Luke Cage as well, obviously. I have finished the, the entire oh, series. Man. Is it 10 episodes? Uh, 13. It 13. Is. is it good? Yes. I, I was really enjoying it. It's kind of a slightly smaller and more intimate thing, it feels, than some of the Daredevil stuff because mm. it's so based in Harlem. Um, and it's so kind of self-contained in there. The 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 stuff about how do you kill a guy that's effectively kind of unshootable uh, does yeah. does kind of get picked up, and they work out a way to get round that. So you know, oh, good. Um, so that's covered. But yeah, I I did really enjoy it. It's, I have I have two questions, Dave. Yeah. First one: Is it better than Jessica Jones was? I would say no i like jessica jones more but i know you weren't a fan of jessica jones we we still haven't finished it to this day (laughs) yeah you see i i really really like jessica jones though so okay um second question better or worse than daredevil season one i would say that's that's hard because daredevil season one was the thing that kicked it off i would say i i would say daredevil season one i would rank higher um, okay, fine. That's all I need to know. <laughs> but I would probably rank this higher than Daredevil season two. Okay. So you know, uh, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's fair. I think that's, I think that's, that's good. Uh, good assessment. So you know, uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was really good. I, it could have done with one really strong central villain, mm. and it doesn't quite have that, but. Still, it's still very enjoyable, you know. I think the thing that worked very well for Daredevil Season 1 and Jessica Jones was the fact that it was one villain throughout the whole thing. And sure, there's like he one was, antagonist. Yeah, he was this, yeah, and they were a big antagonist as well, mm. you know. Um, and I mean, I, I don't think I would have liked Jessica Jones as much if it hadn't been for um, for David Tennant in that, mm. in that series. So, and Vincent D'Onofrio was amazing in Daredevil. Oh, so good. So. So yeah, I and I mean the bad guys are good in Luke Cage, but there's there ends up being two or three of them. Oh, okay, sure. So it's maybe spread a little thin. Yeah. So, you know, and I would rather have had one really solid, you know, villain. Big bad. Big bad, yeah. Um but yeah, it's worth watching. The other thing is they've announced the air date for Iron Fist as well, seventeenth of yeah. March. Seventeenth of March next year. Oh, that's very good. Uh, Look forward to that. Which is is interesting because that sounds like if that's coming in march they're probably only going to do two next year which means it's possibly that and defenders although they have started shooting the punisher as well ah that's gonna be good who's good who's like the highlight of season two yeah 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 um i really like that so you know we may get the punisher next year as well but at at the moment they're only doing two a year as far Mm. as we're aware so i don't know We'll see. So, um, so yes, Luke Cage be watching. There's a show which is on Amazon called Unreal, which I I was I, I ended up watching because I spoke to the costume designer for the show yesterday, and it's one I've been meaning to look at because uh, Phil Eisler, who we've interviewed like four or five times on the show, 
composes the music for it as well. And it's basically a show about, uh, you know, those big American dating shows like The Bachelor. Sure. It's a show about behind the scenes of one of those. It's a okay. drama. It's a drama set behind the scenes of one of those. And it's written by somebody who has some experience of being a in production on one of those shows. And apparently a lot of the stories that they're using despite how unbelievably outrageous they are, <laughs> are, are, are stories of things that happened. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, there are things that they've not put in the show because they're so ridiculous that nobody believed them, mm. but they did happen in real life, but they just can't <laughs> use them. And it, it's basically about a group of very superficial, horrible people being manipulated by the crew behind the scenes who were even worse than, wow. than, than the contestants. Um, it, it just, it, it, it's two-faced, backstabbing, unbelievable drama. Uh, Martin Noxon is the other person that's in charge of it, who's a Buffy alumni. She wrote for Buffy and Angel. So it, it, it's, I think she wrote for Firefly as well, actually. But it, it's really good. If you like those sort of, two-faced backstabbing like dramas <laughs> each well worth watching but it's on amazon prime there's two seasons of it at the moment but i've started getting into watching that that's been really good um the uh i've been watching the last ship as well which is coming to an end that's been a really good show zoo which i'm still watching the world's most ridiculous tv show um <laughs> has this week had uh them finding a saber-toothed cat so an animal that's been extinct for how many thousand years <laughs> but it's a saber-toothed cat who causes volcanic eruptions that create land masses wow <laughs> That's how ridiculous the show's getting that at the moment. That is heavy. <laughs> so, yes, but I still enjoy it. It's been renewed for a third season as well, so that's going to be coming back. <laughs> um, and uh, gaming-wise, I've got back into playing Deus Ex again, uh, having having left a bit to play Warhammer Total War, uh, but I'm back on Deus Ex, which I'm really enjoying. There's some DLC come out for that, which I haven't got to yet, but uh, that's been really good. Also, I had a little play on... Um, Star Trek Online, which is a game okay. I've been playing on and off for years on PC, uh, but they released a console version, and it's free on console, and you can play an awful lot of the game without paying anything for it. You can buy tokens and stuff to upgrade outfits and ships and things, but it's well worth downloading. They've done a really, really nice job with the um, conversion. You know, Despite the fact that it's, a, it's basically an MMO, um, mm. they've managed to work it really well on the uh, console version it, it trans it's gone across very very well so that's worth looking at if i think it's on it's on both playstation and xbox i think so uh and it's free so yeah okay. if you've got well, hard dive space go and download it if you're a star trek fan it's well worth playing and also this week we did first video interview for the site which was with a composer called jake monaco who's worked on various different uh, movies he's got an upcoming movie coming up he's got he worked on the soundtrack for absolutely fabulous the movie um but he also worked on things like frozen <laughs> oh, and wow. stuff like that and he does the uh he does some animated features or animated tv shows like uh, the stinky and dirty show which i think is an amazon show uh so you know there's there's lots of things but one of the reasons that we did it as a video interview is he has this really interesting collection of instruments which are made out of found objects so there's like a double bass made out of a couple of wine boxes oh wow and all sorts of bizarre things that he has so we did it as a video interview so you get to see my lovely face <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it was dead over Skype, but we kind of tarted it up a bit. So uh, that's up on the website if you want to go and have a look at that. But it's really interesting, some of the stuff he's got there. So yeah, that's that's been my week. Been fairly busy as well. So, yeah, exciting time. Yeah, lots, of, lots of stuff. Running up to Christmas, there's a lot on, especially yes. game, games-wise particularly. Yeah, the, it's, it's one of those things. There's going to be a lot of games. There's going to be a lot of TV shows and, and stuff coming I up. think uh, this month you're getting new Battlefield, new Gears of War this month as well. Yeah, yeah. Think it's, all stuff, it's all going on. Yeah, so lots of things, lots of things coming up. So uh, that's what we've been up to. Next up, we have some film and TV news. <laughs> First film and TV news story this week is relating to the DC TV shows, the Balantiverse or Flash Arrowverse or Arrowverse or whatever else you want to call it. <laughs> um, as you know, they are in the process of, of, of coming back in the US. I, I don't know whether they're aired yet, or they're very soon. They're coming back at the end of October. I know that they the dates for... Supergirl, although though I think they have now confirmed it's the 24th for Supergirl. Flash and Arrow and Legends uh, hasn't been given an air date yet, but we are told that they are going to run together. Mm. But for some reason, they still haven't quite decided what week they're starting those on. But it, it end of October, as far as we're aware. And I think um, uh, the next series of Gotham started in the US, so that'll be a few months away. Yeah, next series of Gotham is early next year. Okay, great. It'll be January that... So, yes, with the DC shows, there is obviously a big crossover event coming. And with a big crossover event, you need a big villain that's going to bring all the heroes together. So what they've decided on is the villain is a DC character called the Dominators or characters called the Dominators. They are collectively known as the Dominion and they are basically... I thought they were collectively known as the Dominator. (laughs) <laughs> no no they're, they're individually called the dominators collectively they're known as the dominion apparently. okay sure so, <laughs> so just to confuse things sure um, which which are also a major villain in star trek as well uh, <laughs> oh my gosh but anyway not the same things uh they originally appeared in the comic books as a villain for the legion of superheroes but later showed up as the main instigators in a crossover event called invasion and it seems that where that's where they've taken the inspiration from because they're an alien race that invade earth and they're trying to harvest metahuman dna to in order to breed their own metahumans so although they're not a very well-known dc villain that sort of makes sense as a as somebody because you know they may seem a bit obscure but that it seems like that invasion storyline is quite a good thing as a as a big crossover thing to base it on so yeah that will be coming for the big crossover event to which we'll see supergirl flash arrow and legends all on one show oh wow so yeah, that's one thing to look forward to. They're a technically advanced alien race of geneticists who li- live by a strict hierarchical society, apparently. So wow. something to look forward to. They're, they're interesting looking things. They're basically yellow with giant teeth and big claws. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see how they manage to handle them. They are Get talk- some, of that, uh, some of that budget. Yes, there. yeah. They are talking about using cutting edge prosthetics and uh, computer effects to achieve a feature film quality look is what they're, they're saying. And they are planning to stay fairly close to the comic book version as well. So so that'll be an interesting one to look out for. Sticking with kind of sci-fi and space things, there is a 
a new sci-fi drama called Counterpart, which is coming to stars in the US. Uh, it was announced a while ago, but things went very quiet on it. They've now announced a couple of new bits of casting. Uh, J.K. Simmons, who oh. people will know is Jaina Joe Jameson uh, on Spider-Man, and uh, is also the new Commissioner Gordon for, for the DC movies. I watched, uh, I'm not sure if I told you, I watched Whiplash with him in last month. Oh, it was yes. a really, really good movie. Yeah. So he's playing a character called Howard Silk, who is a low-level bureaucrat at a seemingly innocuous UN agency. He's kind of depressed and, you know, trudging through the later years of his life, sort of filled with regret. And then he discovers that the agency is hiding a big secret, and that's that it protects a gateway to a parallel universe. So that escalated. (laughs) Yeah, escalated rather quickly, that. Um, So, yeah, that's basically what the show is about. It's about them and their relationship with their counterparts in this um, parallel universe. Oh, okay, that's interesting. It's it's a bit fringe like actually yeah you know uh for those of you that remember fringe it which was a great show so it's seemingly very much like that yeah so simmons is playing that character they've also cast olivia williams who was in uh joss whedon's dollhouse she was in a show called manhattan as well and uh harry lloyd who was in doctor who and played um the targaryen brother in game of thrones that that carl drogo pulls the gold over his head <laughs> That guy. (laughs) Boo hiss. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Williams is playing uh, wife of Howard, JK's character, and then Harry Lloyd is playing uh, Peter Quayle, who is a director of the agency who will start to unravel once his life gets embroiled with his counterpart in the other universe. The show is written by a guy called Justin Marks, who uh, wrote the screenplay for John Favreau's Jungle Book. The Imitation Games' Morton Tylum is apparently going to direct the first episode. Oh, wow. Um, not sure. I think it's actually already been cast for, um, or they've already ordered two seasons of it, two 10-episode seasons of it. So they've obviously got com- got some confidence that it's actually going to work, and they've got really good cast behind it. And it sounds like an interesting sci-fi drama. Yeah. It stars, so there's probably some nudity in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that want to see like a, No, no. Maybe that's what... We all thought he was getting ripped. I don't know. Have you seen that photo of him? Oh, that my like God, yes. Really ripped. Maybe, he's huge. Yeah. And you for, kind of thought maybe he was getting ripped for DC. Maybe it was for this. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to be embarrassed with his shirt off possibly i don't know but um but yeah so no news on when that's coming yet but there's there's it i guess if they're casting now it will probably arrive sometime either late next year or early in 2018 don't know yet but uh yeah interesting sounding show great and uh john favreau as we just mentioned uh, there, who was the guy that did the new version of the Jumble, Jungle Book, is set to reimagine the Lion King. Oh, great! <laughs> so great. This, this, this. I think John Favreau is really interesting because Jumbo when he was just like Monica's boyfriend in Friends that once. Yeah, yeah. And then he was nobody, and then he was in Iron Man. It's like, oh, that's that guy. It's like, oh, you know, he directed that, don't you? Oh, he directed. Oh, oh, and now he's doing the Jungle Book, and now he's doing the Lion King. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good though. I think he's he's good. I think he, the Jungle Book was a good movie. Uh if there are little bit little problems with it, but uh, I think it's good. Do, do more. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are talking about this being a live action version of The Lion King, but that the the actual press release from Disney doesn't mention live action at all. Uh, okay. And and with good reason, because basically 
I mean, how can you make a live-action version of The Lion King where it yeah, has sure. no human characters in it was, at that's all? That's what I was about to say. The thing about The Jungle Book is it centres around a human boy, yeah, whereas yeah. The Lion King doesn't do that in any way. No. So they could, they could literally just, you know, no, no casting, get everyone in the same booth and just do it all in CGI. Yeah, so it, it is basically going to be a photorealistic version of The Lion King. It, it sounds like they're going to have all the songs in it as well. So uh, it, it does, does make you wonder why they're doing this. Cause why I mean, not, Dave? Well, yeah, I guess. But I, I does, yeah, I, I don't know. Does it really need a CGI remake? Well, like they, they did uh, Cinderella, didn't they? And they're doing well, Beauty and the Beast now. Yeah, they're doing Beauty and the Beast. But again, you know, those yeah, are... Li- I'm so excited for that. They are live action things. Those, yeah, that's you know. that's true. That's very true. They, they, whereas this is, is basically a CGI remake of the originals, so, uh, you know, of the cartoons. So I, I don't know. What happens um, when we get to Aladdin? How are you going to do that with the genie? Well, yeah, I, I think that's possibly why they've skipped over Aladdin, partly mm. because who wants to take on that Robin Williams role? Sure. You I know. Know, like Robin Hood, because he's Robin Hood, but he's also a fox. So well, how do you do that? Yeah, Well, yeah, but that, that you could do... Mm, yeah. <laughs> but he's a fox. <laughs> yeah, and they are anthropomorphized yeah. characters. I think in those, that. those Whereas, are the ones that they, they you'd imagine they steer clear of. Although, having said that, there's a clock and a candlestick in the Beauty and the Beast, isn't there? Yeah, so, and the, I mean, I they, are, they are doing those characters as well. But, know. you know, yeah, anthropomorphized animals dressed in clothes might be a bit difficult. So, particularly if one of them's supposed to be like Robin Hood. You know, it's one thing with the Jungle Book where they were, but yeah, I, I don't I like know. The, I like the layers to that. Not only is it a realistic animal, it also talks, it's also wearing clothes, it's also Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that might be a bit difficult to do. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, Timon and Pumba. Yeah, Timon and Pumbaa, and uh, you know, which again, they are. Uh, that that's the thing is is you know, with the Jungle Book, you were making them talk, but was there sort of big singing and dancing routines? Really. No, there's little bits, but yeah. oh, it wasn't like huge. Whereas with the Lion King, there's a lot of a lot, yeah. You know, and also they're going to get Elton John back, or uh, I guess, I guess they'll just do new versions of it. Um, sure, you know. So interesting times. Yeah, interesting one. I mean, it, it, in some respects, it's not a great surprise that they are doing it because the original Lion King released in 1994, 968.8 million it grossed worldwide. <laughs> Do you know a secret, Dave? What? I was born then, 1994. <laughs> I was in college, you young person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, it's no great surprise that they're bringing it back, but, you know, they are. So. There you go. It's talking of bringing things back as well. It's a nice segue. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is a show which the CW are rebooting, which I'm sure you've heard the name, even if you've never seen it. Dynasty. I've heard the name. Yes. Um, there were two, back in the 80s, there were, there were two big American kind of primetime soaps, basically the US's version of kind of Coronation Street and the EastEnders. Um, the, there were two big soaps, which were Dallas and Dynasty. They've already rebooted Dallas quite recently, which sort of ran for a couple of seasons and then uh, and then faded out. 
they're now talking about doing a reboot of of Dynasty, which is a show that follows two of America's wealthiest families called the Carringtons and the Colbys, and they they feud for control over their fortune and their children. So it's a big kind of epic drama thing. It's being done by the CW. That unlike the Dallas like reboot, which what they did with Dallas was they made it a continuation, so it followed the children of the original cast and had some of the original cast in it dynasty will be a complete reboot so they're Mm. actually redoing it and slightly twisting some of the characters and changing them um so it's going to be a completely separate show to the original i I mean i i I don't know i it would be nice for them to be able to come up with new things rather than (laughs) yeah rather than just rebooting old stuff but i i sort of see why they're going down this route i guess you know um, it was it was a huge drama at, in its time. It ran from uh, eighty one to eighty nine. The guys that originally involved uh, Rister and actress Shapiro, Esther Shapiro are back as exec producers. The original exec producer was Aaron Spelling, who's the like an uber Hollywood producer. He was the guy behind Nine Hundred Two One Zero and all those shows. It basically, when it ran the first time, it, the first season didn't go particularly well, and then they brought in Joan Collins uh, oh, right. okay. for the second season, and it was the thing that really put Joan Collins on, like, made her into an absolute megastar. Um, she played a character called Alexis, who was kind of scenery-chewing, evil-scheming kind <laughs> of character, uh, and it was the thing that really made her. So, yeah, the new version is is coming from the writers of Gossip Girl. They're both writing the show uh, with uh, Sally Patrick, who was involved with Revenge and Limitless, uh, and they're all going to exec produce as well. So one to watch out for, assuming it takes off, because I think it's only in kind of pre-production at the moment. So if it goes anywhere, we'll let you know. So that's all the news for this week. Next up, we have the interview. <laughs> The interview this week is with American actor Keith Allen, who stars on the show Z Nation, or Z Nation, if you're English. We do mention that in the interview. He stars in Z Nation as uh, Murphy, who is uh, one of the lead characters in the sort of zombie apocalypse show. They're basically Z Nation, if you haven't seen it, or Z Nation, if you haven't seen it. Runs on <laughs> runs on um, pick... <laughs> runs on pick TV over here. The third season starts on pick on the uh, 11th of October at 10pm. Picks on uh, Freeview Channel 11, Sky Channel 152 and Virgin Media 123. It's basically a show about a group of zombie survivors trying to get Murphy, who is basically, his blood contains a zombie cure. They're trying to sort of get him to a lab so they Mm. can extract the zombie cure out of him. But they are trapped halfway across America and they've got to get him to this lab in California. So it's sort of a zombie road movie, basically. He's the, he's the main dude. Yes, he's he's one of the main. Well, there's a small group of them, but yes, he's kind of the main dude in the in the show. It's a show which I didn't start watching until I knew I was actually going to be kind of interviewing him. But <laughs> and the first couple of episodes start a bit slow, and then there is a, a thing at the start of the third episode where they come across the Liberty Bell on the back of a flatbed truck in Philadelphia. <laughs> And they end up getting chased and the truck kind of spins around and the Liberty Bell bounces off and flattens a bunch of zombies. And it's like, it's just such a brilliant scene. It's like, right, I get this show now. I get what it's doing. It's kind of campy fun. It's it's not 
your kind of Walking Dead kind of serious, hard-hitting drama. It's got great dramatic moments in it, but it's it's a much lighter show than something like Walking Dead. So it's really, really good fun. Keith was amazing to talk to. He was such a good interview. So uh, this is about half an hour. We will see you afterwards with some air dates. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Keith. Hey, David. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Good. I was actually just uh, checking out your guys' website. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Glad to support. <laughs> good. Well, I've, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, spending a bit of time talking to me. That's uh, very good of you. It's certainly my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, you're back in, you're in LA, I think you were saying yesterday. You, you well, were I'm actually in Sacramento. I'm, I'm still en route. But, uh, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> had to, you know, make a stop off and, you know, say hi to mom and the, the sisters and stuff. So, ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> family stopover, yes. Family duties. <laughs> um, so, uh, where, where do you actually shoot the show? We are in Spokane, Washington. Oh, okay. Is, uh, it's on the other side of the state from Seattle. We're so, um, it's, uh, it's about four hours from from Seattle, right on the border of Idaho. So we're we're in God's country up there. <laughs> that's that's kind of an interesting place to shoot because pretty much everything seems to shoot in Atlanta or uh, or, or LA these days or Vancouver, yeah, it, which is absolutely true. Uh, yeah, you know, one of the reasons they they picked it uh, was because uh, when, when it it has a small town feel to it, even though it is a relatively large city. Um, but uh, also the terrain in the surrounding areas is quite varied. There's desert, there's mountains, there's rivers, there's trees, uh, you know, so there's there's quite a bit of, you know, and, and for our show, since we we're traveling across country, we have yeah. to, you know, fake a lot of uh, uh, cities. And um, yeah, so it was a, a nice fit for our show to come in and you know play yeah. the apocalypse there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. Plus, you know, if you if you're in somewhere like Atlanta, there's a chance of running into other zombies there. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, don't let your let your zombies mix with zo- my zombies. It's <laughs> very clear. <laughs> very true. So, so um, you're you're playing uh, Murphy on Z Nation. Um, do you want to give a little brief explanation of the show to people that might not have caught it yet? Oh, first of all, I want to say it's very sexy that you say Z Nation because <laughs> we call it Z Nation here. Yes, but that, of course. It's <laughs> really nice. I like it. So, yes, uh, on Z Nation, I play Murphy. And um, the story starts out, if you hadn't seen the show at all, um, <clears throat> we start out three years into the apocalypse. And um, I am a, uh, a, a prisoner. I'm incarcerated in in prison and uh, the government starts experimenting on prisoners to find a cure for this you know uh, 
virus that's been going on for the past three years. And so uh, unwillingly, I am a lab rat for the uh, U.S. government. And they uh, inject me with uh, this experimental vaccine. And right as they do that, the doors bust open, zombies attack everyone. I'm I'm strapped down to a table, so they just chew on me like I'm a dog toy. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and then uh, I live. I survive. I don't turn into a zombie. So I am the only living person to survive a zombie attack. And so that means I carry the cure in my blood. I am the only one that has this cure now because all the doctors were killed and everything. So, so the only strain of it is in my blood. So the show is about, uh, it's a mission to get me from a lab in, uh, from, I'm sorry, from New York where I was, to a lab, a CDC lab in California, so they can extract my blood, replicate the vaccine, and save humanity. So we're a bit of a road trip show. The, the problem, the hitch in all this is that I'm a bit of an asshole. So, um, <laughs> so it's, all, it's all about me begrudgingly being taken against my will. Uh, now I'm a prisoner of another sort. And, you know, antics ensue. You know, we... <laughs> We, uh, we not only come across many zombies, but we also uh, come across, you know, survivors who want a piece of the action, you know. And so yeah. I'm a hot commodity at this point. So, uh, you know, that, that's the broad, the broad uh, stroke of the show. It's a, it's, a, it's a road trip show with these this sort of interesting characters that are on our team and we're all about surviving. But we also have a mission to to get a cure, find the cure. Yeah. That that seems to sum it up pretty well. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're you're into your third season, which is about to air over here. So, with a character like Murphy, I mean Murphy's changed quite a lot over those three seasons, apart from the fact that he's now blue, which we'll we'll come back to that. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, how, how's that been? Because he's got a huge kind of uh, development arc. I would say that character. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Going from you know starts off being this kind of curmudgeonly ex-con, and yeah. he, to sort of being the faith of the world, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, for me as an actor, it's been fantastic. I mean, the the you you don't you rarely get a role that you get to uh, you get to change from season to season. You know that your your uh, your character is developing in in such a, a broad way. Uh, so it's fantastic for me because I get to sort of keep looking at what's next for him. What is he going to, what's he going to be like now? How is he going to be, you know, different this season? And, uh, you know, they're doing a great job about it. He's, he's always the guy you love to hate, you know, <laughs> he's, it, it, it's interesting what they, they do with the writing on the show is I'll do something just deplorable and then I'll do something slightly good. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, Oh, uh, okay all right all right i guess i can stomach him another week you know <laughs> so so uh so it's it's fantastic for me as an actor but also um i get to really grow with the character you know myself i get to uh you know when you put yourself in the position of this character I look at it and say, I have to look at it from his point of view and what he is doing, he believes is the right thing to do. It may yeah. not be the popular thing to do, but it's, it is the right thing to do for, <laughs> for him in this circumstance. Anyway, he, he's, he believes that. Yeah. And so you, you find his, um, faith in what he believes in. And that's what I think really makes the character play, not just as a villain, but he's, he's a, He's a man in a very, very difficult situation who is trying to do the best he can, really. Um, but 
you yeah. know, in the end, <laughs> not always popular guy. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that was one of the questions I had, actually, is do you ever think he could go too far to and, mm. and not become a redeemable character? Well, you'll probably find out in uh, episode two. <laughs> um, I mean, having said that, I mean, you are talking about a character that basically almost started a nuclear war at the end of season yeah, one. Was that? Now oh, that old thing. Uh, you know. <laughs> Look, if you want to get picky. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did that. Uh, sure. Um, you know, that that is the, uh, the tricky thing thing you know when when you're uh, walking that fine razor's edge of um how far can i go without the audience still uh still you know believing that i'm i'm redeemable um i'm not sure i yeah. I, I imagine by the end of the show <laughs> the end <laughs> of the series they'll be ready they'll probably be done with me yeah. or maybe they'll they'll or maybe they'll shed a tear who knows it must be nice <laughs> being being the one char- character in a kind of an apocalyptic show who, who's pretty much destined not to be the one that's killed <laughs> for the entire season well you never know in True, this business <laughs> in this business i mean it's it's it, i i'm optimistic but i am not certain so you know I, i'm not buying any luxury cars at the moment that's all. <laughs> i'm talking about the writing as you just mentioned um i should say i went on to reddit onto the the z nation subreddit to to ask a few questions to to sort of say you know have you got questions that you'd like answered so some of these questions have come from the the people on reddit fantastic uh one of the questions that i that came through was ask him if craig or craig is his favorite z nation writer that was from Craig. That was from Craig Engler. <laughs> I know who that's from. Yes, <laughs> he's absolutely my favorite. Favorite. In fact, uh, yes, I think he should. I I only want him to write all of my dialogue. Yes. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah, and he's it's, my boss. No. <laughs> the, the wonderful thing about that show is is the the dialogues. Uh, the the whole kind of attitude of the show is it's it's much more fun than you'd expect for an apocalyptic yeah. show. It's yeah. kind of got a bit of campy sort of humor in it, and yeah. um, I mean, I have to say the the thing that really sealed the show for me was three episodes in where it opens the episode where you find the Liberty Bell on the back yep. of the truck, yep. And, yep. and it just goes bouncing off and flattens a load of zombies. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's it. I'm in now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And this is, it's so funny. When I read that, I'm like, oh my God, that is going to be so stupid. We're, we're going to get canceled. We're canceled. And then, you know, I'm like, that's, it's just not going to look good. And then I'll be damned. I watch it. I'm like, that is, that's funny. That's, yeah. That is funny. And it really worked. People went crazy for it. So, so it, it's really a tribute, I think, one to our special effects uh, yeah. team. And, um, but also Carl uh, Schaefer, who's the uh, the showrunner of the show, to really know what the audience will bear, you know, because, again, you walk that fine line where you have to it, it's like fishing. You got to sort of you throw it out there and reel them in a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you when you sort of know the audience you're playing to, to a degree, you're you're able to take those risks and know that the audience is going to jump on board the boat with you. And so. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I was pleasantly surprised with with how well that and many other things come up come off in the show when i when i read it in the script i'm always like oh i'm nervous about that and then i'm like wow that's really good <laughs> <laughs> with with it being that kind of fun slightly kind of campy show what what's 
the atmosphere like on set? Is it a fun thing to shoot? Um, no, we can't really stand each other. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. The people that I work with, including all of our crew, and you know, we have a we're we're a small team. Uh, relatively when in, you know, when you think of a television show, so we're a small team. So we have the luxury of kind of, of being family, you know, especially when you work with people for two years and in apocalyptic conditions. And trust me, we are in some nasty, nasty conditions, you know, oftentimes we're like, well, here's an abandoned building. We can shoot there and we don't have to do anything. That's literally how it goes. So, um, so when you're working with these people uh, on a day-to-day basis, you really get to know them and, you know, love them. So uh, in that sense, it's it's great because uh, we, we will all hang out and go drink and bitch and, you know, but <laughs> we, uh, you know, you really have, feel like you have the support of a whole team of people around you that really enjoy what they do. And yes. that's super important. And I don't know, I mean, this is my first regular on the series, but I don't know that you get that on a bigger show where you'd have a bigger crew, um, yeah. and, and things. So, so that's really lovely because you go to work and you're, you're playing with friends all day, you know? So <laughs> you are able to joke around a little bit, but on the other hand, we shoot very, very fast. So we do a, what should be a nine day show uh, per episode, nine days per episode. We do it in five and six days. Wow. So we're shooting very, very fast, yeah. which means you're under the gun quite a bit. You got to go, go, go. And so there's not a lot of downtime to just, you know, sort of hang out and shoot the shit. You got to yeah. like, you got to get it done. You got to get it done or else, you know, it ain't, it's never going to get finished. So, yeah. <laughs> so there is that. And, and part of the, um, part of the luxury of working with the same, uh, crew and, uh, people over the past couple of years, you kind of become a well-oiled machine. You know what you got to get, you know how you work, you know? So that being said, we, we have a lot of fun, but we are down to business when we got to get it done. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. That's the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Coming back to, to you, one of the questions that came up repeatedly, there's a huge fascination about your blue makeup. <laughs> so one of the questions was, uh, is it full body makeup? Or do they just do your head and hands? How long does it take to get ready? Do you leave blue makeup on everything you touch? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yes. So uh, the makeup, it is uh, two hours for just my hands and my face. And that's with two people working on me. Okay. And um, I have to give uh, props to uh, Corinne Foster, who designs all my makeup and does my makeup. Her and her husband, Josh, they own Synapse. And they create all of our zombies, including, you know, all these crazy ass zombies that we have on our show, which yeah. is uh, one thing I love about our show is that we're, we don't just have cookie cutter zombies. We have you know, different nuclear radiated zombies or plant zombies or, you know, zombies that are just coming out of the water. So they're, (laughs) they're mixing it up all the time. So, um, very exciting for, for us to see what's, what's next. Like, Oh my God, you walk into the makeup training like, Oh my God, that's so gross. So, (laughs) So that's always fun, you know, and they do such a great job. And again, super, super fast. Yeah. So my makeup in particular, um, it's not full body makeup. Thank God. Uh, when we do show my bites and scars on my chest, 
that is about a that's a five hour process because each one of the bites is hand laid and then they have to be hand painted and you know it's a it's a big thing but when they when they show the scars they're it's very effective so yeah. I don't mind doing it but it is a five hour day for Oof. for just I mean five hour, five hour makeup yeah um, yeah so uh, and what's interesting about the makeup it's it's not just one layer of blue it's it's <laughs> I think it's, I think we counted something like eight or nine different layers of color that they put on me. Oh, wow. Yeah, to give it some depth. So when you go in for a close up, you know, I don't just look like a Smurf. I look like <laughs> yeah. my skin is doing them some things. So, uh, so anyhow, um, it is quite a process, but, and <laughs> I don't leave blue on everything because <laughs> it's alcohol based makeup. So it doesn't just really rub off. Um, and then they seal it. So it's, it's, a little bit of torture, quite frankly. But I do, however, <laughs> find blue on my body like, oh, you know, days <laughs> later. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's more. Yep. <laughs> and that little crevice I didn't know I had, you know. So, <laughs> so anyhow, yes, it's it's a whole thing. But yeah, luckily yeah. it looks good, so I'm willing to suffer through it. Well, uh, what was – because you obviously didn't start up as a blue character. Um, Ew, uh, no. what at what point did they kind of tell you, by the way, we want to paint you blue for the, right, for yeah. the rest of kind the duration of, of the show? these things on me, and we're shaving your head this week. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, but I'm all game, you know. I, I think the more interesting and different we can make the character, you know, I'm for it. Um, yeah. So uh, that was Carl Schaefer's idea uh, to have me be blue season three because, or season two, um, because the end of season one, I shed my skin. Skin, like a reptile which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they really wanted me to have a completely new look and his uh idea idea behind being blue is that he kind of wanted me to start look like rotting meat you know how meat when it gets that blue okay, sheer, yeah. sheen to it that's the direction they were going with so so you'll actually see in my makeup it does have like a, a sort of iridescence to it when you when i hits the light so anyhow that's what they were going for yeah yeah that makes sense rotting meat that's me <laughs> <laughs> lovely <laughs> So, next question. If there was a real zombie outbreak, what would be your plan? Find someone else to fight for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I survived elementary school. You make friends (laughs) with bullies. (laughs) Cool. Yes, well... That's my plan. That's almost Murphy's attitude as well. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. That's why we get along so well. (laughs) If you could pick another show to merge your show's universe into, which show would you pick? Oh, wow. To merge our shows. Well, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Okay, well, this would be really weird, but I think it'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'd love to merge into like Mad Men, right? <laughs> I would love to see a fifties apocalypse. Yeah. You know? and yeah, I think That's that would be idea. kind of sexy and, and crazy. Yeah. No, I really uh, like that. Nobody's ever done like a, you know, a, a historical like zombie right. thing. I suppose they didn't, they did a kind of Jane Austen-y thing, didn't they? But yeah, I, yeah, 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 they did. They did that. Yeah, in the but Lincoln a 50s zombie show. I quite like that I idea. Like it, though. That's a good, okay, I'm just saying here and now I'm going to copyright that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watch that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, obviously you're not the only zombie show on, on TV. You've got iZombie as well and the other perambulating zombie show which 
whose name we shall not mention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I always thought it, it would be great if you could get somebody in the the sort of sheriff's hat and just stick them far away in the background and just All have right. him and a kid yeah. with long hair just walk across yeah, yeah. the yeah, yeah, background. Yeah. Well, they actually, we do take a, a few... I wouldn't say pot shots, but we do tip our hat to, uh, to walking dead, uh, once in a while. Uh, there was one episode and uh, we had, uh, George, uh, Martin on and the uh, collector, it's a collector episode. And he goes, yeah, I was at a convention. There was some dirty guy with a crossbow with long hair, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but he died too quick or something like that. You know, we're just poking a little fun, but you know, we have to give credit to The Walking Dead. I mean, they're the ones we wouldn't be there if it wasn't for that show. That no. that show certainly opened the door and opened the audience's idea that, you know, yeah. a zombie show on TV is a viable thing, you know. Yeah. But so, you know, out of your show and their show, your guys are probably doing better because they're not lined up waiting to have one of them to have their skull caved in right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things about our show that I like. We got places to go. Yeah, we, got, yeah. we, got, we got somewhere to be so yeah, yeah. so we're not just about surviving we were on a mission one of the other things that your show uh does which i don't think they've done at the walking dead is um you have like zombie animals so you've had zombie bears camels yeah is there any particular zombie animal you think will be the scariest to encounter hmm. oh let's see um I imagine something that moves like really quick. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little zombie squirrel or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> zombie bunny rabbit. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking Monty Python now. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else questions have we got? What was the most challenging thing you had to face filming the current season? Uh, let's see. Well, the challenging thing for me in, in this upcoming season is that the uh, the group is split up quite a bit. Uh, Murphy is kind of off and doing his own thing for part of this uh, season. Right, okay. And, um, and consequently, and, and he's kind of moving into a leadership position. He's sort of had it with their mission and the plan that, you know, has been going on for two years. He's like, look, you guys had your chance. I'm doing yeah. my thing. So from from an acting point of view, uh, it, it's interesting because, again, it's another level of, of Murphy and, and his personality that we're getting to see, which is fun. But sadly, I, uh, you know, I'm not with the gang as much and I don't get to act with my buddies. So, <laughs> so I really miss them, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of, it's lonely at the top. So, <laughs> uh, so, so there's a little bit of that. But, you know, I also get to work with some other new actors on the show and, and they're great. But, you know, they're, yeah. they're my, uh, you know, Doc and Kalita or uh, uh, Warren. We got such a long history together. And yeah, yeah. I just really enjoy and I enjoy them, them as people, too. I love working with them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that and uh, also it's was, I think, for the season, shorter days. We uh, we wound up doing some five day episodes and that's really fast. Really wow. fast. Yeah. So you know that for that's challenging for an actor because you don't get a lot of takes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it can pretty much come down to well, you got the lines right. Let's move on. <laughs> like, whoa, wait, whoa, you know. And sometimes you got to fight them and say, I have to do that again. I'm <laughs> not going yeah. anywhere. I'm not uh, happy with that. Battles yeah. with that, but you know, when you're working that quickly, it it, it can be quite a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. One of the questions that came 
up on Reddit was, uh, do you have a schedule of appearances or are you doing any cons or anything like that? Oh, yeah, I do. In fact, um, I do a, a few of the Walker Stalker conventions, which oh, okay. are great because they are zombie uh, centered around zombies and monsters and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a few coming up in, um, let's see, the, I've got one this weekend in Philadelphia and then one in, oh, where am I going to be around home? And I know I'm going to be in uh, Birmingham in England um, in February. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That'll be yeah. for MCM Comic Con. I would I'm guess. Not sure what the name is, but yes, yes. So oh, the one a, in Birmingham. That's I all t- I know. Oh, it's, it's either that or it could be one of the rogue event ones. But um, yeah. So uh, anyway, oh, cool. I, I don't okay. be there. So that that's the only one I have uh, scheduled in Europe right now at this point. Okay. Cool. Oh, well, that that's that's interesting. I'll I'll go and see if I can see which one that is. A couple of more slightly more general questions. How did you get into acting in the first place? You know, I uh, I was lucky that I knew very early on that it was what I wanted to do. Um, I was a big TV kid. I loved watching TV, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and I sort of made that decision early on just from watching TV. I'm like, oh, that's a job that I could actually have. <laughs> Like awesome. So, uh, so I started, um, as soon as I was able to, as soon as uh, theater class was available to me in high school, I just, you know, started acting and, um, yeah, and it's been a long road, you know, you, uh, actors lives are not always as glamorous as people might imagine. No, you know, no. It's so funny. People think like, I want to be an actor, but they only see the movie star part of it. <laughs> yeah. You don't see like the years and years of unemployment and working <laughs> odd jobs just so you can do a play at night, you know, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it can be a, quite a struggle. And I know many, many talented, very talented people who've never gotten that break yeah you know yeah yeah i'm a, this is a huge break for me and it's relatively late in my career you know and so you know there really is no overnight sensation in in uh, in this yeah. business you know it takes a lot of work and a lot of perseverance yeah you know i and i'm talking about acting and not celebrity two different things you know yeah. they're yeah. uh and i'm a bit of an acting snob i will say that right now (laughs) you know especially because i come from a background where i've trained and worked and you know and and done shows and plays you you hone those skills and uh you know so when you see good acting you know it you're like that person knows what they're doing yeah so anyhow that being said that that's how i got into it and i just uh, persevered did theater all over uh you know uh, the northwest and then california and studied with god and made short films and also directed a few projects of my own and started writing so i've i've, I've been lucky enough to sort of uh expand my horizons with directing and writing yeah um, also so it's 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 great i love i love this industry um sort of following on to from that struggling as an actor for so long what's the best piece of advice somebody's given you um the best piece of advice is really try not to play someone else what they mean by that is you know the only thing that you really have to offer is yourself and your experiences you know as an actor and um if you try to make up a completely a completely different character that is foreign to you then then it's going to show through but when you you the only things you really have to draw from are my own life experiences things that i know and you know it's all about how you uh you put those pieces together when you're creating a new character, but you know, you have to really rely on the fact that you, what you are as an actor is unique and different than what everyone else is. You have something that is completely different and unique, and that is what is going to sell. So, so let that be the thing that shines through when you walk into an audition, you know, let your personality 
define who you are really shine through when you're reading that character. Interesting. I've mm-hmm. not had that one before. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, so last few questions. What are you up to next? What's your next project? Well, I am. I'm actually decided to go hang out in New York for a couple of months. I've uh, I've never done that. And uh, oh, cool. so, yeah, I'm going to go explore that city for a while and uh, look for another job. And uh, and uh, I'm going to do some writing. I have a friend there and I've got a script that I've been uh, toying around with. So I, I want to uh, get that accomplished while I'm there. Um, and that was it's a, a script about my days uh, when I used to sell blenders. So, um, yeah, like I, we're getting getting back to, you know, trying to survive as an actor. That was one of yeah, my jobs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to work on that script. I've also got another um, project that I, I'm really interested in. It's called Hearts Like Fists. And um, there is a website, heartslikefist.com, if anyone wants to go to it. And um, this was a play that I did in Los Angeles, and yeah. it's a graphic novel, dark comedy sort of thing. It's super villain crime fighters, and uh, just a lot of fun. And uh, I thought this would make a great movie. And so I've been, you know, in talks with the uh, the playwright about adapting it, and uh, and I've shot a little opening sequence, which you can see on the website. So I, um, my goal is to shop that around a little bit and see if I can find someone who's, uh, you know, willing to help uh, invest and make that project happen because it's, uh, it's super, just super fun. And, uh, I think it'd be really interesting uh, w- what I can do with it. I really wanted to give it that sort of graphic novel look. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased with what I've done so far, but that, that's, that's the next thing for me, I think. Cool. Okay. What was the website again? Heartslikefist.com. Okay. I shall go and look that up in a moment. Uh, yeah. two final questions um because we cover obviously a lot of tv on the website uh one of the things we always ask people is uh what tv shows are you watching at the moment i've got a couple of favorites i think transparent is brilliant jeffrey tamborn is just so good and everyone on that show very very good um i'm catching up on veep right now (laughs) i Uh, love that show my god the writing on that show is so good really good and you know again you get these actors that uh, can handle that that dialogue and, and just amazing uh baskets is another one of my favorites um just uh, zach galifianakis i can yeah, never yeah. say zach galifianakis yes <laughs> um, uh and uh louis anderson just won an emmy award for uh playing yes. his mom on that and if you haven't seen this guy do that character i, 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 have I you haven't seen it? i haven't yet oh. i'm not sure whether it's aired anywhere over here so oh, really? um but but yeah that's oh. that's one that i suspect will get picked up at some point if it hasn't been already boy i'll tell you he uh, louis anderson is just amazing playing yeah. his mom he's so good so yeah that, that's a bit of my tv <laughs> and uh, if you could get yourself involved with any tv show past present or future which one would it be Ooh. so it could be an old one or it could be uh, something oh, new yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? That's a good question. You know, I did. Oh, there's so many good shows. I would have to say, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, 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 Jeffrey Tamborn's uh, uh, other show, the. Uh, 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 yes. Yeah. The one Come that on. Netflix did, uh, uh, yes. Arrested Development. Yes. Arrested Development. Yes. I thought that show was hysterical. <laughs> I. I just loved the, the sense of humor of that show and, uh, you know, the, the playfulness of it. I was, yeah. I was really sad to see it go. So, uh, yeah. I, and, and I can imagine, I can't, I'm like, how can this show be getting canceled? I cannot understand that. I just thought it was the funniest thing on TV. Yeah, no, it was a great show. And I, yeah. the, the, the Netflix follow-up wasn't 
wasn't quite as good as the original, but yeah, it, I love that show. It was great. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that'll be good. All right. Um, I sh- we've been on half an hour, so I shall let you uh, get back to your date. Thank you for coming <laughs> on and talking to me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, well, thank you for having me. And uh, I look forward to visiting. You're in England, right? Or yes. Somewhere in there, right? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm in England. I'm actually very close to Birmingham. So. <laughs> oh, are you? Yes. Well, come um, by and say hi when, when I'm there. Yeah, I'll I will. You, one of the things, just on a side note, for me, these conventions, it's so great to meet fans on a personal level. This is one of the perks I've gotten from doing this job yeah. is firsthand interaction with these people who appreciate what I do. Yeah. I mean, no one comes up to you at, at these conventions and tell you you're, you're you an suck, asshole. Yeah. They, suck, you know? <laughs> they, all, they all want to tell you how great you are. So it's, yeah. it's really nice and just really lovely people and just fun and they're, they're you know they're so invested in the show and so yeah. that's been a really really nice thing for me i always say i always say to actors if you ever get offered a role no matter how small in something which is a genre tv show take it there's there are guys yeah. that were like third stormtroopers for the left that are still oh, yeah. making money off yeah, the fact sure. that they're in Star Wars. I, <laughs> I just saw there was one guy uh from japan who who was uh, in the ultra Ultraman uh, shows. I don't know if you know Ultraman, but it was a it was a live action, it, yeah. you know, creature show, and he was in the rubber suit. You know, you never ever ever saw his face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's there signing autographs, and I'm like, "Oh, good for you, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You can, you know, you always always should take a role in that because you know you've got a pension fund right there. <laughs> right on, yeah. <laughs> All right, I shall let you go. Thanks for coming on. It's been an absolute Thanks. pleasure. It's a pleasure, man. I appreciate it. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That was the interview with Keith Allen. I hope you really enjoyed that. If you want to catch up with Z Nation, it starts on the 11th of October at 10 p.m. on Pick TV, which you can get on Sky and Freeview and Virgin. So, uh, yeah, go watch it. It's really, really good fun. Now we've got some air dates for you. Lots of air date information this week because we've got lots of changes because things are coming back in the US and they're restarting and we've got new shows starting over here. So a few cancellations first. Adventure Time. It's not a good time to be a, a series starting with A, actually. I know, just looking at this <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah. All an animated series. Um, so Adventure Time, which is is a sort of cult animated uh, hit series, that's coming to an end in 2018. So not immediately, but they've got a 19th season. They've got a few episodes and specials, uh, a mini series coming up, but it will finally end in with the ninth season in 2018. Uh, so I gave, gave that a go. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, a lot of people tell me Adventure Time's a great show, but yeah, I, I also have, watched, watched um, it yet. Rick and Morty this week. Oh yeah, that's one I've not got around to watching either. Good, people tell me that's great. How much well. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So um yes, Adventure Time, which is one of those those kind of cult cartoons, is is coming to an end. Also, Archer. Um, oh, that's sad. He's, he's <laughs> I mean, you've got a while again to wait wait for this. Um and, and this isn't actually definite but he's basically said he's planning to end it at season 10 which on my calculations about 2019 because mm. so it's got like three more seasons in it but that he's saying that he wants to do three more shorter seasons uh and then that will come to an end so yeah two kind of cult animated shows coming to an end and aquarius also an a uh, <laughs> uh they've announced that that's the david Duchovny series about the charles manson cult that's not going to get a third season that's going to end after the second season which is currently airing on um sky atlantic over here so uh three three shows ending a couple of renewals the strain 
has been this is kind of a, a renewal and a cancellation because uh, the strain has been renewed for a fourth and final season but that's technically not a cancellation because it's the creators that have decided are they going to end it because originally they said that, that they were going to do three seasons then they were looking at the story and decided they could probably were better off putting it into four so they've decided they're going to do one final season as well oh, so there's that coming back but that's a great show if you've not seen it and these technically aren't renewals because they're new shows but there's three shows that have been picked up by amazon the tick jean-claude van johnson and i love dick are, are three shows that have been picked up sound bite <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that um i out of the three I've, i haven't watched the uh, the last two but i watched the tick which is is really good fun it's a new version of it was a comic book show and there was a live action version before and i think there was a cartoon series as well but um yeah that's uh, peter serafinowicz as the tick in the new version it's really really funny well worth watching you can watch the pilot it was those are three shows that they piloted and they've now picked up to full series so that's three comedies coming to amazon worth looking out for i've not watched the uh, jean-claude van damme one but that looks like it could be quite good fun as well changes we've got this week animal kingdom season one which is interesting looking show based on an australian movie which came out in uh, 2010 stars ellen barkin as the matriarch of this crime family who uh, have this big lavish lifestyle but they and she's got this bunch of kids and they fund their lavish lifestyle by basically stealing stuff and robbing banks and that sort of thing <laughs> uh, one of one of the other actors in that is finn cole who is one of the brothers in Peaky Blinders as well. Oh. So it's this big US role for him because he's kind of the way into the show. For uh, It sort of starts off with, with him joining the family. So yeah, that looks like it could be quite interesting. That's on Amazon Prime right now. So that could be one to go and watch. Ripper Street, season five of that. I think the season four is currently airing on the BBC, but season five is coming to Amazon Prime on the 12th of October. That's the final season of that as well. I haven't caught up with that since about season three, I don't think. So it was quite good, I seem to it's remember. It's good. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought about it because it's got him from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yes, Bron. yeah. Yeah, the guy that plays Bronn in Game of Thrones and the man from Spooks as well. Oh, so yeah, it's but it, it's good. It's it's a nice, interesting historical cop show. Basically, mm. there is a new show coming to Dave called Zapped, which if you're an Inbetweeners fan, could be one for you. Uh, stars James Buckley from the Inbetweeners as an online data marketing assistant who gets transported to a parallel world full of warriors, soothsayers, and wizards. They've been running trailers for it. It looks quite funny. It starts on the thirteenth of October at nine forty. So that could be quite a fun one to watch if you if you like your sort of geeky comedies i would say they've done a f- there's been a few of those sort of shows mm. around e4 usually does them but uh, and this of course is... uh red dwarf's back as well yeah and red dwarf is back on dave as well so i you know that's been brilliant i've been watching that i think they're really back and form with that show screen queens is coming back to e4 on the 13th of october at 10 p.m i've still not caught up with that that's the second season of that but that's supposed to be quite good there's a show called The Player, 
which stars uh, Phil Winchester from Strike Back and Wesley Snipes, of all people. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, which is, um, it only ran for one season. It's coming to spike on the 21st of October at 9pm. Um, but if you're a fan of, of Philip Winchester or Wesley Snipes, that could be one to watch. Basically, is a, a high-stakes game where it's organised by wealthy individuals who gamble on Philip Winchester's character's ability to stop some of the biggest crimes imaginable. So I, I don't know whether it be any good or not, uh, or whether it was cancelled for a reason. But uh, but yeah, so there's only one season of it. But if you if you're looking for something interesting to watch, then that could be one to watch out for. Crazy Ex Girlfriend season two of that coming to Netflix on the 23rd of October. I'm still going to get through the rest of uh, season one of that, but it was very very funny. It's I don't know whether you've have you watched any of those? No, no. He's, he's, I think I remember remember seeing it. Yeah, it's um, stars uh, a, a girl who basically moves to uh, California, s- sort of stalking her boyfriend, but he's slightly mentally unhinged and breaks into song at various points. So oh, it's sort of okay. a musical comedy, but it's it's very very funny. It's well worth watching. Speaking of musical things, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again. This is the TV movie version that Fox are doing in the US, which uh, stars the lady from Orange is the New Black. I can't remember her name, but uh, it stars her as Frankenfurter. Okay. We weren't sure where that was going to air, but uh, Sky have said that they're going to put it onto Sky Cinema. So if you're a Sky Cinema subscriber, you'll be able to get it. It's uh, coming the 28th of October that's coming so I think that could be if you're a Rocky Horror fan that's got to be worth give watching give that a go I've never yeah. seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show oh haven't you oh, no. fantastic film a classic fantastic film that so yes worth watching there's a show called Young and Hungry which is about rich young businessman that hires himself a personal chef played by Rex Lee that's coming at some point in October on E4 I think that's that's actually kind of going to be early evening I think they're planning to run that it's sort of it looked fairly generic comedy as far as I could see, but you know, if you like that sort of thing. Um, Dave Gorman's Modern Life is Goodish is back for a fourth season. That's on the 8th of November at 10 pm. I don't know if you've seen any of those, but they're no, hilarious. No. If, I, I, I absolutely adore Dave Gorman. Um, I don't know if Dave Gorman's my guy. I don't know why. He's just not my guy. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just find him hilariously funny, and that show's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, that's back on the 8th of November at 10 pm. I'm really looking forward to that. House of Lies season five. No exact date for that yet, but that seems to be due back in November. I think that's the final season as well for that. Trolled season six, which is the supermarket sitcom that Sky do that's coming to Sky on uh, in November as well no exact date for that yet Sky's also picked up Conviction which is Hayley Atwell's new show her of um, Peggy Carter from Agent Carter mm. where she plays the daughter of a former president who is essentially blackmailed into becoming the head of LA's Conviction Integrity Unit uh, due to the fact that she was caught kind of with cocaine possession and to stop her going to prison for cocaine possession and causing a huge embarrassment to the uh, former president she's she's kind of forced into this job because she's a uh, lawyer so she but slightly kind of out there so the reviews have come in for that today and they've not been massively kind <laughs> so which is a real shame because i love Hayley atwell i think she's a fantastic actress i, I you know and I, hopefully it picks up and they redo it but not sounding great and then there's a few things for next year. Uh, Suits, 
which is an amazing TV show. A couple of people asking what's happened to that. It's basically on its mid-season break in the US. So that should return to Dave early in the new year. That's really good. And as we mentioned earlier, Iron Fist is due on the 17th of March next year. That's arriving. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, very exciting. Hopefully Luke Cage won't make an appearance. Maybe, maybe he's... The heroes for higher action. Yeah, I mean, he will definitely be in The Defenders, which should be the next one after this, unless they slot the Punisher in first. Mm. But um, I yeah, think... But, uh, Luke Cage and Danny Rand always had like a thing together right. away from The Defenders. Okay. You know what I mean? Like like not not exactly a Batman or Robin. <laughs> it wasn't really, it wasn't really that. It's just they used to work together a lot. So it's good. I think it'd be good to see them together before we see all four of them together. Yeah, yeah. So he may pop up. That's that's distinctly possible. Um, also, um, as of yet, Daredevil's the only one with a costume. Well, yeah, I mean... Unless, I don't know, I haven't, I don't, I haven't seen the end of Luke Cage or well, Jessica yeah, Jones. but Luke Cage doesn't really have no, a costume. Just, just got a, I, I, said to, I said to my partner, if he chose a pretty yellow T-shirt, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> Possible yellow T-shirt action there. Not but, necessarily oh, a late yellow T-shirt, but they, okay. they do hint at, at some of his previous costumes. <laughs> so that, that is covered. But... So, uh, the Iron Fist had like a distinctive costume, so yeah. I don't know whether they're actually going to do that or not. So but, interesting um, stuff. But yeah, I mean they've they've picked a bunch of heroes which basically wear hoodies pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so so De- I mean Daredevil really is the only one that currently in the comic books actually has a proper costume. Mm. So so yeah, there's there's uh, that coming up next year. Next week on TV we have a show called Aftermath which is a sci-fi drama about a family trying to cope with as the world ends around them. There's um, basically an asteroid heading towards Earth, and it's about the sort of last days of the Earth, I think. Oh, sort of like, uh, what was that comedy on Sky earlier this year? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the Apocalypse one, yeah, whatever yeah. it's called. You, yeah. you mean the Apocalypse? You, you mean the Apocalypse, which uh, yeah got canned after one season now. This is actually a sci-fi original drama in the US, but it's coming to five star over here. That's coming uh, 4th of October at 9pm. That's on tonight. Westworld, which is the drama everybody's been waiting for. Season one of Westworld starts 4th of October tonight at uh, 9pm as well. So, yes, unfortunately, bad scheduling by five star. Nobody's going to be watching Aftermath Life. Everybody's uh, going to be watching. Ballers is finished now, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, It's got another season, I think, Ballers. So, yes. I seem to remember. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, Westworld uh, obviously stars Anthony Hopkins by J.J. Abrams and Jonathan Nolan. It looks fantastic. There's some people writing snotty reviews about it, but have generally... You, uh, have you seen the movie, Dave? Yes, I have. I Not for of, a very long time, but I have seen it. I sort of get the premise, but I'm wondering if that would help me. Or should I, I go in blind? Maybe I should go in blind. I, I think I would go in blind because I think they've changed a number of things from the original film. So, okay. you know... I, I think See, you're okay. I, I really, really, really like westerns, but I don't much like sci-fi. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it hits, I mean, it hits an odd spot for me. The basic premise for describing it to to somebody who hasn't seen the original, but sort of seen a lot of modern pop culture things, I would say it's it's a sort of Jurassic Park, but with androids. Sorry, Jurassic what? Jurassic Park. What? <laughs> 
I'm Jurassic kidding. World. I, 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 this is the truth. I actually haven't seen any of the Jurassic Park movies all the way through. Have you, have you never seen the Jurassic, not even the latest one, the Jurassic no, World? No, no. Who has seen it a couple of times and she said it's really good. And she, she says I should watch it, but I just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it's the same author and this was sort of a precursor to that. It's basically Jurassic Park where the sort of, in that the dinosaurs all go wrong. But in with this, cowboys, right? It's yeah. It's like a cowboy and, theme park and yeah. they're all robots or something. Yeah. And I mean, with this being a TV series, it's going to go obviously go a lot deeper than that. And it's about, it's sort of a, a bit like that, but mixed with something like humans, I guess. Okay. Because it's about um, some of the androids becoming sentient and Ooh. wanting more and, and that sort of stuff. So and Anthony Hopkins as well. And Anthony Hopkins and uh, Ed, what's his name? Harris. Harris, yes. Uh, See? So, so, yeah, well done. Um, so it, <laughs> it looks really good. It's got a fantastic cast. It's got some great people behind it. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Nine o'clock, be. that's tonight. Well, it might not be tonight when you're listening. But yeah, but nine, nine o'clock, fourth. And then it will be available on Catch Up and on Now TV and everywhere else. So go and watch that. Tonight, after Westworld, over on E4, you can watch the third season of Empire, which that starts, that comes back. That's a, a, a very silly over-the-top show, but it's eminently watchable, about the sort of hip-hop entertainment company, stars Terrence Howard, but that's great. And have you watched any of those? No, no. Yeah. Uh, similarly, I was going to watch The Get Down the other day on Netflix, but the, the first episode is an hour and a half long, so I'm not going to watch that ever, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit of dedication to you. Know, <laughs> The Ranch season one, I think this could be the second half of season one, actually. But um, have, you, have you seen this? I haven't, no. Uh, my partner's seen it, so it's really good. So I'm going to check it out soon because it's got two of the cast of uh, That 70 Show. Yes, it has. I'm not a huge Aston Kutcher fan, but, you know, maybe maybe I'll go and watch it. And, and the, the head guy, I think it's their dad or something like that. Right, okay. Is yeah. a guy I only know. Because in Parks and Recreation, they had a character who was like the exact opposite of Ron. Right. And he was like a hippie guy and he had a big mustache and he was like, you know, one with nature and stuff. And he was really peaceful. And I only remember him from that. He's been in lots of other things that I've seen, but I only, I was, oh, he's the, he's the Ron Swanson guy. He's that guy. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, Aston Kutcher, Danny Masterson, Sam Elliott, Deborah Winger, apparently starring that. That's coming on the 7th of October. So if you're a fan of Aston Kutcher, that might be one to watch. And uh, we've got Aircraft Investigation Season 16 coming to the National Geographic on the 10th of October at 9pm. And Divorce, which sees Sarah Jessica Parker return to HBO for a new comedy, ironically about divorce, where <laughs> that show was about sex in the city. Um, so so that's uh, coming to Sky Atlantic on the 11th of October, um, and that's the first season of that. So no idea what that'll be like, but you know, if you're a Sex in the City fan, I'm sure that will be done to watch. And that's everything for this week, unless you've got anything else you'd like to put in. No, that's it. Mafia Three Friday. Yes, Mafia Free Friday. I'm definitely looking forward to that. So that's everything for this week. If you want to find out any more information over the next week, you can come to geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments you can email podcast at geektown.co.uk you can leave a message on the website post you can find us at geektown on twitter you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown you can find us on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and you can find us on instagram at geektown uk that's everything we shall see you next week Bye-bye. bye bye
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 